Welcome back to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course, the music. This week, I'm joined by the two parts of Two-Headed Girl. Angie and Celeste joined from Connecticut to talk about their experiences in learning to play music, writing music they call Twin Core, encouraging each other to be in a band, and their deep bond of sisterhood as twins. They also talk about their identities as Puerto Rican and queer, and the importance of being visible. They're incredibly talented, and I'm so excited to introduce you to Angie and Celeste coming up. But first, I've been promising for weeks, and if you haven't seen it across all of the Anger Girl Music social media already, the first ever live show at the Fest is just weeks away. So now it's time to announce the guests who will be joining me on stage. I'm going to be joined by Gutless, Expert Timing, and Slingshot Dakota. Yes! So, I'm really thrilled to have these people join me on stage. This will be my first interview with Gutless as a full band, and I can tell you as a Florida local that few bands can pump out the energy and emotion on stage like Gutless can. Plus, they're all extremely charming and silly, so if you haven't met Gutless yet, you're in for a treat. Also joining me is Katrina Snyder from Expert Timing, one of my dear friends and biggest supporters of the podcast. Katrina is an incredible bassist and artist, who has wrote some of my favorite songs across music and has also created some special art that you'll be able to get at the live show. Rounding out that show lineup is Carly Commando of Slingshot Dakota, and I can't say enough about how much Carly has influenced me and so many others in music. Carly agreed to come on to Angry Girl Music just a few episodes after its launch, and I'm constantly told that hers is a favorite. She's one of the most strong, genuine, and passionate people across music who always voices experiences of herself and others with an emphasis on changing the culture of the scene. So you can see why I'd invite her and frankly everyone in this lineup to join me at the live show. They're all people who really share my passion for shaping inclusivity and diversity in the scene. Also, they'll totally save my ass if I get nervous. But one thing I'm not nervous about is sharing this episode with you. So let's turn it over to Two-Headed Girl now so you can meet Angie and Celeste. Yeah. 
Well, welcome Angie and Celeste to Angry Girl Music at the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things going in Connecticut? Things are things are going good. Yeah, it's, it's good. We just had a, a midterm election, I believe. Um, I mean, I voted, so that's got to count for something, I guess. It does. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get that. I, we just had our election, too, for primaries and stuff. We, uh, I'm not sure if you know what's going on with all the craziness down in Florida, but we just got Andrew Gillum as the Democratic uh, candidate and stuff, so that's really exciting down here to have, like, a progressive and shit, so. That is exciting. It's good. It's like, oh, please. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> otherwise, things are sweltering as usual down here, but, uh, I'm really excited to be able to talk to you about all the things that you're working on for your music. Um, I am a big fan of Two-Headed Girl now. Thank you so much for sending your music over to me because, holy shit, this is awesome. And I'm super excited about your music. Thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah. We, 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 we are pumped to hear that. Especially. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we really do. The enjoy. Connecticut scene is, is, is a bit small compared to other scenes. So it's, 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 it's a little hard to uh, get things out there, I feel like. Definitely. No, I can understand that. Sometimes it feels that way in Florida, too, because we have, like, pockets of scenes throughout the state. So it's like everybody's finally starting to come together, it seems like, in the last couple of years. But sometimes it can feel really small. And I'm excited to get your music everywhere. I want everybody to hear what you're working on because it is so freaking good. Um, Thank you. Absolutely. Um, so to kind of start digging into things, I want to start from the beginning. Like, how did you each get into music? <laughs> this is a this is a pretty funny story, actually, and I don't think even our drummer knows this story. But uh, Celeste, would you like to tell it from your perspective? Uh, I mean, perhaps you can tell it first, and then I'll <laughs> give a very brief rundown of perhaps the other side of that. Um, well, I started playing guitar in high school, and I just, like, you know, obviously, as, like, uh, a, a lesbian, I discovered Tegan and Sarah, and, you know, I thought that was awesome, and uh, I was like, wow, I totally want to do something like that, like, you know, I bought, like, the It's Not Fun, Don't Do a DVD, like, I did I did a lot of, like, you know, like, fangirling in, in different ways, and I was like, Celeste, we should be in a band for, like, three years of high school and Sus was like no for all three years of high school so I just did other things you know I advanced other people I made my own music and then she um like I think around like the end of our senior year or like the Christmas event um my I went with my dad and we were gonna surprise her. <laughs> I think she, she wanted to learn bass which was really exciting because like oh my god finally <laughs> so got her bass and like a practice amp for Christmas and then like she was she was down jam once she got like you know a little bit better at it she was like yeah I'm gonna do this that's 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 pretty accurate <laughs> <laughs> always been into music really just playing guitar for hours and hours um and uh, you know, she was always like, hey, we show a band. I was like, nah, because, I don't know, I was, I was busy being a high schooler and 
then at the end, um, I was like, you know what, I actually do want to. <laughs> and I eventually did, and we started our project. Yeah. That's so awesome. And, like, what a great influence to have with, like, Tegan and Sarah as a band to get really excited about, by the way, because I love the community surrounding those two. And it's just, like, I feel like every time somebody mentions them and every time I hear their names, I just instantly feel, like, you know, empowered and also feel, like, really motivated to just, like, make whatever art because those are just two powerhouses in music. So that's so awesome. Um so, Angie, you mentioned that you were playing in a couple bands in high school and stuff. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that and maybe how it helps, like, build your confidence playing music or, like, how that just helped you in general? Well, one of the bands I was in high school was, like, basically a cover band. So I basically learned how to play, like, with other people. And that that's, that's how I learned how to play with other people, through, like, the cover band and, like, you know, we would we would do like maybe like one or two gigs a year, but it was still something for me to do to like practice and get better. And I I started making my own music around when I was like 15 or so, like just acoustic kind of stuff. But at the end of high school, uh, I the last band I was in in high school was it was like um uh like a very uh it was very math core slash you know the band The Fall of Troy? Yeah. It was, we, we even covered a Fall of Troy song. It was like a lot of stuff like that we did. Like, you know, intense guitar playing, like mm-hmm. yelling, screaming, <laughs> things like that. But yeah, <laughs> that's my high school career of bands. No, that's cool. What bands were you, what was the band that you were covering in your cover band? Oh, uh, we just covered like, um like Paramore, <laughs> Blink-182, like anything that like people our age typically like, Panic at the Disco, lots of stuff like that. That's fun. I love that style of music, like that like mid-2000s, like almost like pop emo stuff was just so damn catchy. And, you know, you could always get a crowd excited with those kind of songs. Yeah, definitely. Like, I believe our first song we ever played was Sugar We're Going Down, which I feel like every single <sighs> band covers. That's awesome, though. Like, I would have loved to experience that myself. I mean, the most I got was a kid playing, like, a Green Day cover at a talent show once. Like, when it came to that stuff, I was like, aw. I mean, it was good, but I would have loved to (laughs) experience more of that. Yeah, no, I I was very lucky because I had some some decent friends in that band that that we actually had a very eclectic – uh, taste I feel like because the drummer was really into like heavy metal so sometimes we would do like a Slipknot song or something <laughs> it would be like oh like this is Ignorance by Paramore and then oh this is um Before I Forget my Slipknot <laughs> that's so like, fun back to back. I mean yeah. sometimes it's good to expose yourself to like that wide variety of music because then you can apply it so much more whenever you're writing your own music it's like you can draw from so many different styles and that's got to be that's got to be fun um so you kind of started to talk a little bit about how um two-headed girl began with Celeste picking up bass and learning to do that um how did you kind of settle on your band name and you know how did the project begin to grow we actually, I actually had the band name, like, saved before we even started the project. <laughs> because I was like, 
Celeste ever wants to be in a band with me, this is going to be our band name. I because, love it. um, I actually, uh, like, um, well, the band name is obviously, uh, a reference to us being twins, but it's also a neutral milk hotel reference, yeah. two headed boy. So we just, we were really into that band in high school. And like, I think that band definitely influences us. So I, I would say that, that, that's why our name is that, but yeah, we yeah. had the name before the band. <laughs> that's so fun. I love it. And like, it does, it's a beautiful reference to both like Neutral Milk Hotel and being twins and stuff. I feel like that really highlights a part of your identity and that's really cool. Yeah. I, I actually didn't even think about the fact that it was a reference to us being twins until like, Wait, we, really? until we played our first show in like, in like, Maybe January of 2017. I I I I'm very serious. I genuinely thought that. 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 I genuinely th
And I feel like it's so hard for me to start to describe your music whenever I'm talking to somebody because it's like, I feel like your music is almost like a perfect marriage between like garage rock and like math here and there and stuff. But like, how would you describe your own sound and how did you start to shape it? Um, well, I, I, I don't want to say anything that Celeste doesn't agree with, but I, I personally, uh, coin it as twin core, but I mean, twin core. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's an, I'm sure there's, we, we get like the, we, we don't really, I don't know how to define us, but we get, yeah, we don't really define ourselves. Usually it's just like, uh, usually people like just write whatever they think we are in like the event page. So like, it'll be like emo inventive emo pop I mean, emo punk maybe rock really elusive, yeah genres are really weird because it's just like you can be a part of so many or have like little bits of just one and it's like what makes you tip over that line and into that genre so we we don't really we we just know that a lot of people call us emo see <laughs> <laughs> Emo or indie, so I guess we'd say we're those things. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty easy to just kind of throw those blanket terms, too, honestly, like emo and indie. Yeah, I mean, like, MCR is seen as emo, and so is, like, Sunny Day Real Estate or Cap and Jazz, you know, like, it's such a broad term that it's, like, what is it even, re- it doesn't, you know, what yeah, does it mean? it's very loosely defined. Same with indie, it's, like, Keegan and Sarah versus, like, the strokes or something you know mm-hmm. i mean I, I, I don't know i don't i mean i i, I could argue with you i don't think the strokes are empty oh okay okay i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a place to run in my heart and I, it, it's wrong i i'd say our garage rock sound definitely comes more from me than celeste yeah, plus is more into like, like you know, like sparse kind of like emo sound. Like, plus it really likes the postal service, perhaps. Mm, I like mean, that. I mean, you know, they bang. So, <laughs> <laughs> plus is just like she she plays this one blondie CD always in our car but only plays the tide is hot. No, no, I play all of them usually, but that's the one that I go to the most. I mean, I think, you know. When we went on tour last summer, that was the most annoying thing ever. (laughs) The tide is high on repeat for like 500. It's a good song. It was was a summer mood. (laughs) But yeah, I'd say Celeste is more into like uh, the sound of like more of a like more space in the music and I'm like more about like just filling it all and sounding as full as we possibly can yeah I mean you you are really into that <laughs> yeah but I, I think Celeste likes to play with the space more and that's where it, why it sounds more emo in some parts <laughs> no that's awesome because you're both very unique interests in music and approaches to probably writing music are what shapes such a like a diverse sound that you have because it's like it's impossible to pin I mean I can I I I feel like uh with your band it's like I could say probably reference one or two genres one time listening to you and then the next time that could be two completely different ones which is awesome I love when you can't pin a band so it's awesome that you can't either (laughs) yeah unlike 
Spotify and stuff, people will put us in like playlists, and I'm just like, I, it's like things I never thought we would be put in playlists with. Wait, like, like one playlist was like Lord and like all these pop stars, and like another playlist is like all this punk stuff, and I'm just like, that's that's crazy. That's I want to be different put, people. We're just like this fits this mood of these artists. Like, I want to put, I want to want to put us in a Scott playlist. I know it it probably doesn't work like that, but I, <laughs> I really want it. I, we we we're pretty good at skanking, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's you know it's cool to see like what people compare us to because you know we don't really think ourselves too much about that. We're not like oh we sound like this with this and this or this song's gonna sound like this. We just like we actually write songs uh, completely differently. Actually, um, my sister will start with like the lyrics. And just like write an entire song through lyrics, and I like you know help edit or like make them you know more more songs. yeah the melody and stuff. And then I'll write the guitar part to that, and she's more in control of the song. But if I'm writing a song, it's like I write the guitar part entirely, the guitar part for the entire song first, and then I come to her, and then we you know work on stuff. She's definitely. A, a better lyricist than me and help oh, me Oh, that's lot. very sweet of you. I mean, I wouldn't go as far to say that, but I'll definitely accept it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so neat that you both have different approaches to songwriting. I'm sure that helps with um, your creativity in that sense, because somebody will bring in instruments and then another will bring in the lyrics. And it's nice that you kind of, it sounds like you take turns, it seems like, with each song then. Does that sound about right? Um, um, I'd say that, like, we definitely do, do like, try to split the songs, like, the ratio evenly. Mm-hmm. But, um, honestly, it doesn't even feel like some songs are her songs or my songs because, like, we're both really involved with the process. Like, I'm like, do you like this guitar part? She's like, no. I'm like, do you like this guitar part? She's like, it's too mathy. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the drawing board, add some chords in there. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel we we definitely try to like twit like tweak each other's stuff because we you know it's it's really cool to have someone else just you know give you that criticism so you can like try to make something better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds like you're both like really receptive to each other too when it comes to that. Like whenever you're making these changes, I'm sure it's not always easy, but it's it's good for creativity for sure. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've had some arguments about like sometimes we'll argue about songs, or she'll be like, I really don't want to play, like I don't like this song, and it'll be like, fine, like we'll get rid of it. Kind of making it's just yeah, it's we fight sometimes about it, but like I, I'd say we're pretty receptive to each other's flesh. We like really both try to make each song ours. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll be like, this bass line doesn't sound good. And she'll be like, oh, like back to the drawing board. Like, <laughs> it, it really just, yeah. I'd say we were pretty collaborative in that sense. Yeah, we are very, it's it's uh, very uh, much a two-way street. I love it. That's so awesome to hear. And then with that, you know, what was it like going through the writing and recording process with, with, with sadness? 
Um, well, we we actually tried to have it. We we had it recorded like a full album, like so much stuff. We had it recorded, but we never got it back. Anything because it was done, but it was done for free. I I can't really explain the situation well. It no, was that's just fine. That. But we basically had to start over again with recording and all that stuff, which was fine with me, honestly, because we weren't as tight back then. Mm-hmm. Like that was around the time we were like. Like, oh, like, oh, shit, like, (laughs) so we definitely came in knowing more. And um, the person who drums for us, uh, Cam Pulaski, they're a great person. They have their own project called Ice Cream Orphan. They actually um, recorded us. So we recorded a lot. We recorded the vocals in a closet in a dorm. Yeah, we recorded the guitar. We recorded the guitars in a dorm, and we recorded the bass in my living room. And I think the only thing that wasn't recorded in like some place like that was no, the drums were recorded at Cam's house actually. So all of it was very everything was recorded in a different place. <laughs> That's very DIY. Freaking love it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was very. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I kept having to do like take of the in that closet because there are a lot of posters and sometimes um a lot of posters of athletes and i would stare at their faces for so long that it would just it would get kind of weird or funny to me so i just start laughing in the middle of the track (laughs) that's so awesome well that's that's a fun way to approach it honestly i mean I like hearing about the different spaces people use sometimes for recording too and it's so eclectic because um, I mean, I know people do stuff like warehouses and stuff. So it's like, I actually saw one friend actually to kind of isolate their vocals one time. They actually pretty much just put like a sheet over their head in front of like a mic kind of thing. And it was just wild. Oh my God. Like, it's so odd. yeah, it's like, it's really wild. But like the things that people do to just kind of like record, but you know, I would have never pictured that this was the approach that you were able to accomplish with your recording is like different spaces and like, it's got to be intimate to be recording in spaces like a dorm room too. Definitely. It was like, I was definitely worried about like how it would end up sounding and stuff. Not because of like the, re- like the recording quality. Cause obviously Cam did a great job, but like I was worried that like maybe I had an off day or like I wouldn't, I wouldn't like perform something exactly right. And I still like kind of kick myself for some parts and songs or something, but I, I'm, I'm overall happy with how it went. I guess, I guess I'm my own worst critic in that sense. Um, yeah. No, that's awesome. And like, I, like I said, it's like, I never would have guessed that these were the spaces that you used for recording. It, it, it's so well done. So congrats on that. Um, yeah. Th- yeah, it's it's so cool in that sense. Um, so there's a lot of emotions that are packed into with sadness, of course. What would you say kind of your your desired theme of that release was or like what were your, what were your intentions with it? Um, well, we wanted to finally have music out after playing for like a a full year without having anything yeah, on like, any platform. Yeah. People were like, "Where's your music?" like I don't know what your band sounds like, things like that. Um, yeah. Um, so we were just like, like, tr- 
trying to to pack like the best songs we had into like an an EP of some sort. Actually, two songs were supposed to be on a split that ended up not happening. But we we just wanted to put in songs that you know we had wrote. I don't think there's really too much of a theme, uh, a theme besides the fact that uh, it's it's mostly about. Uh, Celeste and I going off to different colleges mm-hmm. and like not each other a lot. I feel like a lot of that the album has songs that reference that or that we know at least reference that. So it's it's really just like a first year of college kind of EP where it's like you know you spend your whole life with a twin. You're born together. You yeah. Know, you, you have everything together and then you split from the same zygote. Yeah, you were you were a zygote pals. And then, you know, you have to go, you know. Yeah, no, it, it was very interesting because, um, you know, we would both be feeling like we were forming our different identities because when, you know, you spend 18 years of your life just like every day with someone, it, it, it might model, you know, your sense of self. And um, a lot of these songs are about like um, the emotions and experiences that we were able to have without each other. and kind of coming into our own yeah I, I'd say a lot of the songs that I wrote lyrics for were about like missing my sister or like wanting to feel closer than we were when we you know she was up in stores and I was in you know Hartford like I feel like my songs are more about that and like her songs is more about like the experience of like being on her own and stuff but I, I definitely agree with that yeah that's really cool. I'm not quite sure if this is a correct analogy. And, like, I feel like it's, like, you're married to your, like, best friend. Like, that's what being a twin is. Like, like you're married. And, like, everyone knows you're married because you share the same face. It's, like, sometimes I looked in the mirror, like, at college, and I just got, like, really sad because I was just, like, I don't know. I just thought of her, <laughs> which is stupid, but it's true. Like, I just, for a second, I'd be, like, that looks like Celeste. And then... I, I would just feel kind of down because, like, I missed her. Mm-hmm. That's powerful, and it's amazing that you took that as an opportunity to be creative, and, you know, it, it, you were able to kind of, it sounds like, connect even deeper in that sense. It honestly, it may, I, I hope I'm reading this right, but, like, I'm starting to think about the song Miss Me, and was that about that experience directly? Because that was really powerful, that song is actually exactly about that. It's the first <laughs> song we ever wrote together. It's beautiful. Um, it's the first song we ever wrote together. And um, I I just remember I was writing the chorus in my dorm room. And uh, Sla sent me this text message. I was like, I sent her a text that said, like, I miss you. And she sent me a text message that said, I miss you too. So I was like, okay, those actually look like song lyrics. Aww. But you know what? <laughs> but uh it it definitely yeah it definitely is about missing a part of yourself as well and you know the the kind of sense of self you get from you know an identical twin like it, it's it's a unique experience definitely mm-hmm. wow well I love that you explored that in that song it's just you know I think that makes it even more deep and enriching for me as a listener because it's like 
that's a very unique experience. And some people could apply that in so many different ways. And that kind of intimacy is just stunning to hear in music. So I'm definitely a huge fan of that song. I was going to ask you about it. And I was just like, damn, well, there <laughs> it is. That's even better. <laughs> yeah, that was the first song we ever wrote together. And I, it, it just, honestly, it sounded really different from like other stuff I had been writing. Like mm-hmm. that was definitely a song that like, it like helps me become like better at songwriting and I think stuff can say the same yeah like it, it, it definitely was like different from like everything we had you know like even thought of before like you know like I I, I had been making music for like a while but even I just like was like this sounds different it's it's distinct and that's what I wanted to have a girl to be I, I don't want us to be like you know just like prepackaged or just like something else you know yeah I don't think you could if you tried it's such a unique sound and approach to your music so it's like it's amazing keep doing what you're doing for sure um I feel like you explore a lot of emotions with relationships in that sense throughout the entire uh release that you have there because I think about like uh there's a lot of intimacy in like target practice and um, there was a lot of feelings, of course, and like not what I wanted. Um, can you kind of talk about bringing out those emotions in your music, musically, of course, and with your lyrics too? Um, well, I feel like uh, um, in a musical sense, we just try to like um, give it, it um, almost sort of like an atmosphere, I feel like. Obviously not, it's not lyric, but, like, we definitely want, like, music that, like, you yeah, know. There's, like, a mood. There's a mood to it. Mm-hmm. And maybe it doesn't match the lyrics, but <laughs> there's a mood to it. And sometimes that can be pretty cool. In terms of lyricism, I think some might have more insight, because she helps me. In terms of lyricism, um, I feel like... Um, like when I first write something, it's a little bit nonsensical because it's just like, you know, like non sequiturs that are like my random thoughts the other day. So, that, I mean, and then I usually, I usually see that there is some sort of pattern and I try to connect it, but that could just be that, you know, humans are really good at creating patterns. Not my <laughs> idea, but, um, you know, I, I do try to keep some sort of feeling as a theme. No. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's, uh, like, us just tying different things together, and, like, it's, like, you throw your heart on a paper, and then you edit it. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably one of the best ways to approach it, honestly, so that's great to hear. Um, what is maybe one of the things that you really want your listeners to get out of in sadness? I know you mentioned, of course, having music out there, but um, aside from that. Um... Well, honestly, I just, I, I'm pretty proud of the fact that, like, uh, we've, we've been able to do, like, a lot, and, like, I, you know, we've been able to release this and stuff, and I think that we give, you know, like, I, I, I hope, at least, that we give hope to, you know, other, like, you know, Hispanic people that want to get into, like, you know, genres of music that our parents didn't raise us on, mm-hmm. it's just, like, you mm-hmm. know, like, I don't know. I, I don't want people to feel limited by like 
where this like where their family is from or like you know yeah, there's the kinds of things that are exposed to as a child like it's totally cool if you know you grow up and it's cool if you grow up listening to like american football i guess but like most people's parents like you know a lot of you know like we grew up listening to, like mark anthony so like everything doesn't sound like it's like uh we really just hope that like you know like people see us and they're like yo we could do that too or like you know like other queer people or you know other women other you know puerto rican people can see us and you know we we, we like being visible in that sense we do like having our identities present uh because we want people to you know feel comfortable and feel like you know it's it's not not everything is so homogeneous like you don't have to you know you don't have to like you don't have to be like in a band full of like i don't know like a bunch of like straight white dudes like you can do whatever you want and uh uh in terms of emotion on the album it was more of just like we want people to be able to like listen to something and you know like connect with it and you know i feel like that's most musicians like like motivation so you want to inspire people and connect with people and like yeah it's it's definitely about like that sense of community where you know you want to uh let others know that this is 100 doable yeah we don't want people to feel like oh like you know i'm 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 too this or that to do this because like you know like even in like you know we're a small diy band but like we're still doing it and like you can do it too and like uh we just want to put out relatable content that people can like cry to probably <laughs> <laughs> or uh i don't know we're recording it instagram it is if it is a little more than crying there's a lot of uh vaping yeah i appreciate it I we really appreciate do. the support yeah i, I really do i'm not we're not being, I'm not being, uh, yeah, we, we genuinely appreciate the support. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we just, I think we both just really like music that you can cry to. And we just wanted to make that for other people as well. That's so awesome. And you're so great at expressing the wide swath of emotion and, you know, being accessible in that sense. Cause like, um, you already practically answered my question, which is fantastic, which is the fact that you do like highlight your identities being Puerto Rican and um, with your open queerness and such. It's very important because I feel like so many people need that exposure, particularly like young audiences and stuff. I know for me, I growing up as like um, a young, like half Mexican person, it's like, I was not, I was not finding, you know, Hispanic women in punk very easily and in Indian, any of that. So it's beautiful to see that exposure and your emphasis on it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I'm not really um, conscious of any other, you know, Hispanic or Latino, like uh, whatever we are, whatever genre that is. (laughs) I'm sure there are. But we're holding it down in Connecticut. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's needed and it's beautiful and I just love that you're so open with who you are in your music and your presence online because I mean you're 
you're very like all of your descriptions like emphasize parts of your identity and that's so awesome to see that kind of confidence and just badassness out there yeah i mean we definitely want people to like we don't want someone to like find our music and be like jamming to it and then be like oh there's this and like <laughs> like we'd rather just have you leave in the first place <laughs> i mean i don't i don't I, hopefully nobody's like that anymore i mean I don't know. Yeah, we. I just prefer to have it up front, so it's like no problems no, about like, it. Oh, this isn't a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we don't want to like show. Like we're not like hiding the fact you're twins. Like, and then they go show up to the gig, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, I love it, and keep doing you because it's so awesome, and it's so. I'm excited to see what you do with your career and stuff. And unfortunately with me being in the Southern end of the, of like pretty much the East coast and you being far North, I unfortunately have not been able to see you play live. So can you kind of tell me a little bit about your live show and you've done touring and stuff too. So that's awesome. Yeah. The farthest south we've gone is, is Philadelphia. <laughs> we went with another band on like it was like two bands on a tour together. We did that um summer, which was in hindsight super like like why did we do that? Because first of all, we had no music out. <laughs> it's like like I don't know. I I'm not sure if we were ready, but I think it made us ready. <laughs> it made us ready. I feel like we were underprepared. Um, we were pretty we definitely should have thought about the tolls. There are a lot of tolls, and I feel like we could have said that a little smarter. That's just me looking back and, uh, you know, trying to be frugal about paying tolls, because there are a lot of tolls in the Northeast, and mm. it's, it's a pain when you travel. I, I would say that tour, like, kicked our asses, like, definitely. Like, it, it was just, like like you know every single day you're just traveling to a new place we actually played at a uh like a communist like summer camp for like kids not kidding like wow. it's like in like upstate massachusetts almost vermont like we played with like a bunch of other cool acts and like i actually had like a moment where it was like yo this is kind of worth it like <laughs> this, this one girl came up to me just like i have a twin sister too and like seeing you guys up there was like really cool and like I, I i'm trying to convince her to be in a band with me i play like ukulele and she plays like piano or whatever and like i that was like so cute i was like oh my god yeah <laughs> it, it was it was it was really good though because it was like a camp teaching kids about you know like leftist ideas really early on and like these kids were so smart already and it was like oh my god though, though, <laughs> it was crazy they all had like Angela Davis quotes on them and oh, like, Malcolm X quotes like yeah, it was awesome. Wow. Yeah. It was it was a really cool summer. It was there's like quotes about like the fruits of your labor. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they had like a bark quote. Yeah, this, this is really intense. Yeah. That's yeah, so awesome. We, we played around like we went from like Philadelphia to like Maine. That was like the route, like Maine to Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And the tour definitely kicked our butts but uh i think our live show has definitely improved over time like yeah. we're just getting more and more solid and you know we're putting in more time to practicing like together and you know our drummer is fantastic so me and my sister can like practice you know on our own a lot on our own a lot and then you know they'll just come in and you know like tear it up <laughs> yeah 
it's it's pretty cool and you know we we definitely like to have a little bit of banter in between our sets yeah i feel like that's that's probably the most influence our music is by Tegan and Sarah the that stage presence element of like bantering with each other because we we definitely do have a chemistry yeah. <laughs> that is interesting to watch yeah it, it, it can be interesting <laughs> sometimes I feel like it's you know I don't know sometimes it's it's just kind of like people don't get it I guess but <laughs> But I, in a way, I revel in those moments. And I really appreciate the the awkwardness. Yeah, honestly, we 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 strive for like a good reaction. But if we can't get it, you know, that that awkward silence is you know something that fuels us to try harder. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun though, especially as an audience. Whenever you see like the bond and the banter between people who are in a band and stuff, it makes you kind of feel like you're in on this like secret club for a moment because it's like you get to see yeah. how people really are with each other. So that's so nice that you have that. It makes it feel, I'm sure, very awesome as a showgoer. Yeah, definitely. We like to uh, do things like we, I, I love locking eyes with her on stage. <laughs> I think I was thinking it's just her. I know. <laughs> She's like, is Angie going to like attack me? But it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to attack you. I just, I just, I just like sharing that moment where we're both like playing and like having fun and like locking eyes. And, and I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's, it's cool. <laughs> as long as you don't attack. She kind of just like looks like out of the corner of her eye and like, <laughs> like looks back at me. And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> no, to me, it's, it's, I, I feel too primal where it's like, <laughs> I'm going to be attacked. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome! Well, I love hearing about that kind of stuff for sure. That's I, I, I hope I get to see you play at some point, just so I can witness this. It sounds awesome. Yeah, definitely. Well, we 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 are gonna try going on tour like in the future. Just yeah. you know, especially since now we have actual tunes on the internet yeah which is cool that is cool um so i always like to throw this kind of trickier question here at the end of an interview which is um if you could play with any three musicians or bands they can be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead who would they be and i could i'll let you both each pick three wait play with them yeah like like jam out you can do that or or you can do a show Let's pick show because, like, that would be awesome. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, can I just say, um, you like, to have three. I have three, so you don't have to think about. Them. All right, all right. Well, well, I just want to say, uh, um, I love Piano Apple. It's like on my heart. Um, I don't know where though, but like her music, I love it with all my heart. I think, I think everything she does is a rambling mess, but it's like a beautiful rambling mess. And I think, I, like, I, I know my music probably doesn't fit with her that well, but I think she's like one of the greatest artists of all time. Sorry, Kanye. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to go off with that one, but you, you can, you can answer yours. I, I, I teach two more artists. I have two more, but I'm going to think about it. All right. I have my three already picked. Hell yeah. I would pick 
I would pick uh, Julian Baker because, mm. like, of course, you know, I would pick um, I I would pick uh, okay, I thought I had this for <laughs> Um I would pick I would pick American football probably for the meme, honestly. <laughs> uh, they're a very influential band, definitely. Um and I would pick uh my best friend's band, Ice Cream Orphan. So sweet. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> um let me think about this. I I uh I'd probably also pick um trying to think. <laughs> what am I talk about? Oh, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, uh, probably like in the late 90s. <laughs> um, I think you can time awesome. travel. Yeah, that, yeah that, that requires a revive because, you know, they changed a lot. Yeah, no, no, I mean, they, they destroyed their lineup, but I'm talking about like from back then, it's like the OGs, you know, and, oh, and it was, uh, everything was pop and that, that was really dope. I thought that was super cool. I just, I really love their instrumentation. Um, uh, and then probably the last band. Um, I have no idea. I could choose for you. I already, I already thought of another one. Oh, so what was your suggestion? Heroes? Oh, uh, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm on music taste a little bit different. Um, I'd probably go with uh, Bikini Kill, honestly. Ooh. Like Bikini Kill. I love that. I think that'd be that would be so sick. Yeah, or like any project with Kathleen Hanna. Yeah, like, yeah. Kathleen Hanna, or like I don't know, Bradmobile or something. I think a Riot Girl band would be really cool. Yeah, any kind of Riot Girl band, really. Yeah, exactly. That's a cool thing. I love it. <laughs> yeah. well, the best part is just, so many people that you suggested are like totally attainable. I literally just saw some of my friends open for American Football a couple weeks ago. The band You Blew It. So it's like, and American football is active right now. So it's like, oh shit, that could happen. And like, so many of these are totally an option for you. And I feel like your trajectory is going to push you toward all that for sure. So I, I like to send vibes into the universe that these things happen for bands because <laughs> it'd be badass. Yeah, that'd be, that would be awesome. I'd say we'd, we've only, we've had like a couple bigger shows, like bigger names, like uh, we played with, Radiator Hospital this year. Yeah. And we played with Rafts Rafts like last year. So, you know, maybe this year it'll, I don't know. I don't know. You know, uh, we don't really, uh, we're not in charge of things like that. We just kind of randomly like get an email or something and we'll be like, you want to open for this? And we'll be like, yeah. <laughs> we're like, I was like, we're starving. I was like, oh my god. I was like, we don't even, we didn't even have any music. I was like, wow. Like, I guess word of mouth is is great. (laughs) It's working for you. I mean, I saw that you've played with like World's Greatest Dad and all that. That's that's a really great up and coming band too. Yeah, they were super super awesome. Like so tight, and it was just like it was really cool. Like it kind of reminds me of like. Uh, like a queer modern baseball almost mm-hmm. like but obviously there are differences and they're their own artists but it, it was definitely giving me some some pretty cool vibes and that, that was a cool show too 
so you know we're just trying to like uh you know progress i guess as artists and also you know uh reach more people that would be that would be neat (laughs) yeah i love the sound of that for sure um so speaking of that what are some goals for the band what do you want to be able to do with two-headed girl over the next year um we are uh, are already writing new songs um i feel like i feel like we just like have so many ideas and then like it gets narrowed down like at the very end like we just have to sit through everything to really get what we want out of it mm-hmm. but um we've been working on new songs and we want to release another ep so you know like uh i'm probably you know not the same person recording everything because you know they're awesome and uh, uh we just want to work on an ep and you know start like playing more shows especially you know like out of state like we want to uh, go on a tour like soon you know like not like right now because we have school but like eventually you know like just go to new places and we're just at a, at a specific point where we're just trying to get more notoriety I feel like that's definitely the case and you know you know doing we're trying our best yeah well you're killing it so I'm really excited to see what's next for you and I mean, shit, if you ever find your way down to Florida, hit me up. I'll help you find a show because that would be awesome to see you. That would be that would be killer. We definitely have have plans for, for going uh, more south and more Midwest. <laughs> Just keep going. So we, yeah. Awesome. Definitely. Well, where can everybody keep up with uh, Two-Headed Girl on the Internet? And where can everybody find your music? Uh, we have a Facebook page, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, so we're available there. Like, just look up our name. You'll probably find it. Um, and uh, we have our music on basically everything. But if you want to buy it, Bandcamp. If you want to stream it, Spotify. Um, yeah, that's that's basically w- what we have for social media and like music release. We also sell uh, physical copies of the CD in our store, as well as um, we are working on uh, releasing a small amount of tapes. Nice. I've spent, like, part of my summer just spray painting, <laughs> so that's cool. We also, you know, have merch stuff, but, yeah, yeah. there's some pretty neat shirts that our friend um, designed. Oh, yeah, our, our friend Jillian Mirage designed these cool shirts that have, like, two tape ears, but they're, like, fused together. Cute. And I love it. Part- yeah, it's really cool. I've been eyeing that one. <laughs> yeah. We also have another shirt with us, like, in a, in a sweater together mm-hmm. that, that my friend uh, Milk uh, uh, designed. So it's it's been really cool. Uh, and they're pretty good artists. So, yeah, if you like us, you know, <laughs> we have some cool stuff. Awesome. Well, everybody's going to have to make sure they get a hold of your music and buy some merch because I've seen those designs. They're very cute. You have to get them. So thanks so much for joining. It's been a blast talking to you both. Thank you. Thanks for having us. This has been awesome.
excited girl. Thank you so much to Angie and Celeste for opening up to me and all of you about their experiences in songwriting and their band. There is so much packed into their music and I'm glad to have a deeper understanding of how they write and what will come next. That's it for this week. You can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and so many more apps. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I would love to hear what you think. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work on publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work, and let's chat. And, like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you're in the neighborhood of Gainesville in October, come check out the very first Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion live show. It'll happen at 4.30 p.m. on October 27th at the Hippodrome. The event is free for all fest goers, so come hang out. I'd love to meet you and talk tunes. But until next time, jam out to some two-headed girls.